Okay, so today we'll be chatting with Nathan, as you can see next to me there. Um, Nathan is going to be uh, talking about his extremely varied collection of uh, Australian reptiles, as well as some fish and things like that too. Um, now, as you can see behind him, he's got quite a few different and very interesting uh, setups, most of them being bioactives as well. So we'll t definitely be talking about that. Um, now, as I said before, Nathan keeps both reptiles and fish. Um, he's also an Aussie reptile YouTuber and an avid herper. So let's get into it, shall we? Um, how did your reptile obsession begin? All right, so it was back when I was living in New South Wales. Um, I was five years age, roughly, and um, me and the neighbour were walking on a dirt bike track, just going, making sure it was safe to drive on or ride on. And um, there was a big red-bellied black snake, and he just panicked and lost it and then ran to get his dad. And I was like, well, where are you going? And he's like, oh, we're going to get dad. He's going to kill it. They're dangerous. And I kind of just stood on top of the you know dirt bike jump and looked at this snake, and I was wasn't doing anything and I was kind of like why do people why are they so scared of these things and then I just started collecting lizards so it actually started with lizards and then yeah I just begged mum and dad for a snake and wound up getting a spotted python and now I'm here and then it just snowballed yeah. from there <laughs> yes as soon as I got a job the snowball went from that to this I was just like Jesus Christ so, yeah all right, so we'll start off talking about some of your um, herping adventures. Um, so what sort of places have you been yes. to? I haven't done too much, to be honest with you. I've done a bit on the coast of Queensland. I've only gone up to around Rockhampton. Um, recently, I went out to Burke and um, around the St. George area and the Brigalow, which yep. is really cool. Went out with a few young fellas. I'm surprised I haven't got grey hair after those three kids. So, um, yeah, I'd like to do more. I've kind of more focused on the private collection. Yep. And uh, once it's kind of sorted, I'd like to go out a bit more yep. later on. And with yes. the, those uh, recent trips, what was your favourite one out of those? Or what favourite area even? Oh, I really like out west. I'd love to go over to WA uh, yep. just because the variety of animals is, you know, a lot different over here. But um, probably really enjoyed the pale-headed snake. That was probably one of my favourites. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping for a mulga snake. Oh, we had a bit of a joke going on where we just yell mulga snake at any random stick and <laughs> then punch whoever yelled it. But, um, yeah. No, that's all right. And then... Um... So you've said where you want to go. What do you, is there anything particular that you want to find specifically or like a dream animal? All of them. All of them would be just, yeah, as you know, I, well, as some of you may know, I go around, I just do small five-minute videos on certain or every species I've come across so far. I think we're up to around 30 species roughly. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I'd like to go out and just, Try and do as much as I can with all of them. But um, honestly, I don't know. I really don't know. It's a really hard question, you know. There's too much. Yeah, there's so <laughs> many. There's too many. Probably more the, the rarer stuff that people haven't seen. Yeah. Um, would be nice to, like, just do footage on and 
you know, show people this is what, what else is out there. Yeah. And maybe even some of the animals that, like, don't get much attention, they might just be, you know, basic common stuff. Or, um, or the venomous snakes, you know, just to, yeah. to go, these aren't bad animals. So, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Now, uh, we'll move on to um, what you've got behind you in regards to the bioactive keeping. So how does that work? <sighs> And how do you go about setting something like that up? It's not as hard as everyone thinks it is. You've got to do your research um, you know, from your, your drainage system to your soils for different plants and, you know, your, your clean-up crews and stuff like that, you know, giving them the, the right amount of water, feeding your clean-up crew if they're, you know, not getting enough. But, um, yeah, it is harder with the pythons. Um, I've got water pythons in here and green pythons in the one behind me and um, they can do some enormous shits. So that can be a problem. Uh, plants, like some of the plants have been broken and squished, which is unfortunate, but it's just how it is. The coastal taipan in the four by three by two, she's demolished it. It's very sad, but um, she's, you know, doing natural behaviour in the enclosure, so I can't, I can't complain with that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Mm. And um, what do you find are the benefits to keeping um, your animals that way? Natural behaviour is the biggest thing, I believe. Um, you know, I can come in here at night, which I'm actually going to do a video on, just like going through the reptile rooms at night, showing different behaviours. You know, most of your, your lizards are diurnal. But um, the pythons are all nocturnal, and it's just another world um, in here with the pythons. I was actually probably one of my biggest mistakes, and I might do later on, is actually put LED lights in here, which was originally the first plan, but have it so I can switch it into like a blue mode, which is like a night mode. Yeah. And just, yeah, I've seen it done before, and it looks pretty cool. And um, yeah, just to see how that goes as well. Yeah. No, that would be really cool. Definitely. Yeah. And um, so you've spoken about how your animals have a tendency to ruin or squish things. What other challenges do you find with the, the bioactive side? Hmm. Probably lighting, you know, keeping the plants, giving them enough you know, lighting, probably the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, mold buildups, mold can build up quite frequently. Yeah. Uh, different insects, there's some insects you don't want in there. Like, you know, termites and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I, I don't know, I seem to, they seem to be pretty pretty good. Yeah. It's interesting that a lot yeah. of people um, make it come across as something really difficult or harder to set up. Yeah. It, it doesn't sound yeah. too difficult, does it? Once, you, once you've I don't think it, out, it is. Once you've done the research behind it, at least. Yeah, there is certain animals that do better in that type of scenario. Like, as for the olive pythons behind you, they're just in a you know, plain enclosure with nothing in it for the time being um but yeah yeah that works um now we're gonna get, move on to talking about what you keep uh, as well yes so as a as a broad um i guess what sentence or so what do you keep um well it's always been pythons i still got a lot of pythons uh, i reduced probably a year or two ago, back down to around 20 animals, I think it was, maybe even, le oh, no, it wasn't less than that, about 20 to 30 animals. And 
it was it was mind blowing. Like you know, I, I had more time on my hands, but then it wasn't like too much more time. Like, I don't think reptiles take too much time up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, once you get to around you know the hundred mark, um, if you've got time management, it can be pretty good. Like when I had around 100 to 150 animals, I was coming home every day after work, doing a couple hours cleaning on sections. Then by the end of the week, I had my weekend and then start again on Monday. Yeah. I was single at the time. So um, females may take up a bit of your time. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So it's but, mostly, um, mostly pythons and now you're starting to diversify a bit as well. It, it was mostly pythons. Uh, yep. or back in the day, it was always pythons. There was a couple of odd lizards and that. Then I got my lapid license now. I only got, I think, about 10 plus the baby snakes. I think it brings me up to 20. Yeah. No, it was, I got 11 venomous snakes and I got nine um, baby brown snakes. And then uh, now we're starting to get into more the lizards. Yeah. Uh, maybe at the end I might break the news on what those two species are. I know a lot of people have been asking me about that. I'm pretty sure you know what they are. Oh uh, yeah, I think yeah. I think I, yeah. I think I got a good, pretty good idea. <laughs> so um, unless we leave it, because I'm picking the animals up this Saturday actually, and then I'll do the unboxing video on Sunday, but it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, now we're getting into the monitors, the dragons, skinks. Um, Colubrids. I'm looking at some common tree snakes, which would be really cool. Oh, yeah, nice. Uh, see how they go. Uh, I've got the brown tree snake pair, which is cool. But um, I'd like some night tigers, like the candy cane ones. It'd be really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, for now, because I'm only renting, um, yep. hopefully next year I'm in my own house with a bit more land, I'm going to be doing a lot more outdoor enclosures for your pythons, your lizards, and, uh, yeah. Pretty much yeah, nice. outside. So. Yeah. Yes. Oh, is the department getting upset? Oh, so that's a rule thing up there, is it? That you can't have them outside. Ah. Don't mind my champagne wine glass <laughs> with Coca Cola in it. <laughs> Got a long weekend. I thought I'd treat myself. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're pretty strict. I don't know um, what the rules are where you are, but you know, locked room, uh, locked enclosures, signed. Um, you have to have the, the species name. I'm pretty sure it's common and scientific name. Uh, that might be wrong, but I do know you have to have the name on there. Um, you can't keep them outside because they're not in a locked facility, which kind of sucks because tiger snakes, I'd love to keep outside. Mm, Even yeah. coastal taipans, I'd try. Uh, yep. Eastern browns would do good, red belly blacks. But it's a shame, you know, we've got to keep them inside. Uh, inside. And there's actually, um, if you look into it, there's actually minimum size requirements for their enclosures oh, okay so yes interesting i believe coastal example coastal taipans i believe are eight by two by two which is a pretty big enclosure yeah but um yeah i'm pretty sure it works off floor volume so um yeah okay no i didn't know um, that that's interesting i know that there's a few yeah. people in vic that keep some of their stuff outside so i'd assume that's okay yeah um yeah because it's a pretty widely done thing down here, I know. Um, yeah. But again, a, a lot of those do have the locks and things on them for safety reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Even if there wasn't rules involved, I'd still do that. I'd do it with pythons. Um, but yeah, you know, if someone got bitten, then you'd feel, you know, very horrible. Mm, so yeah. yeah. 
it's always those cautions you want to take. Yeah, and it, even like I've got an aviary out in the backyard with my water yeah. dragon and a couple of things, and I've got a lock on that just because even if we have family over, I don't really want people going in yeah. there because it's yep. a bit of a risk whether something right. runs out or the dog goes in, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It just makes yep. it easier. And all it takes these days is one idiot to jump your fence, get bitten by whatever's in the enclosure, and then you're in trouble anyway. So yeah, like, it's just the way it goes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, now, do you have a favourite animal that you have in your collection? It's funny that because when we were um, recording the video, I think the other day uh, when I was editing it, I had my mate and um, we're going through and I just, I literally said every animal was my favourite and this is my favourite and this is my favourite and oh, I love this snake. And, and he's just like, what are you doing? Like, which one is it? <laughs> like, you can't have... <laughs> And I was just like, man, I love them all. So, yeah, um, probably my originals, you know, being, you know, a kid, getting them at, you know, a couple of years of age, having them for so long. But, um, yeah, Fang is definitely at the bottom of that list. I hate that snake. <laughs> I'd punch it in the face if I could, but don't take that to heart, some of you. Um, I really do like that snake. But, um, yeah. He's just a bit of a grouch, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, he's sour. I like Paul. You know, Paul's Paul's a sook. He sits on the lounge and just looks at me like, "Are you alright?" But he's getting there. He's getting better, which is great. Paul's the parenti. Yeah, um, some of you yep. don't know. <laughs> yeah. And is he going to be one of those ones that I know you've said in the video, but for those that haven't, that you're going to be putting outside down the track as well? Yeah, yeah. So for large monitors, I was. What was I thinking originally? I think it was like 12 foot by 12 foot Avery. So I want to get a bit of land, but 12 foot by 12 foot by six foot, I might even do bigger than that again. Yeah, I just got to work it out and just yeah. see. It's hard to kind of picture a 12 by 12 by six foot Avery when you haven't got it in front of you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So um, currently I've got, I think they're eight by six by six and they're too small. So, but they're, you know, they do the job for now until we yep. can actually get a place because there is no room here, unfortunately. But, um, yeah. No, as long as it works, then that's all right. Yeah, but um, the future is looking pretty bright, pretty big, and uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. I reckon one of the best collections in Australia, I don't want to step on anyone's toes because I know there's a lot of great collections, but I want to do everything, you know, my way. I want to do it all. Uh, natural as possible and focus yep. on the, the exact locality of where these animals are. Yeah. So, yeah. And I want to try and give everything as much space as I can as well. Yeah, nice. And um, a big thing for me is natural sun and UV. I reckon UV benefits all animals, whether it's, you know, nocturnal or whatever. So, um, yeah, I want to focus on that as well. Yeah. And then have a look into how that impacts on those things that people often don't. That's right. Yeah, yeah, because I'm in a current debate with kangaroo island tiger snakes. Some people say that UV drains the colours out, and some people say that the UV um, brings the colours out. So instead of having black snake, you've got you know the the full like maybe the orange or the the olivey colours or whatever colours they are. Yeah, come out. So no, yeah. it's almost like you might, you might need two, so then you can figure it out. You know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Buy more snakes. I like that idea. <laughs> 
that's a, that's always that's a way to justify it. You know, oh yeah, we're just doing a test, so we need yeah. extra. You know, <laughs> in the name of science. Yeah, that'll that'll go down well. Um, yeah. So you've mentioned previously that you're getting into the dragons and geckos a bit more now. Um, yeah. Is there any particular reason why you've decided to go down that path? Hmm. The small dragons, I'm enjoying just just sitting there and just watching them. Like, yeah. oh, proves me wrong, but the water python was sitting there and it's moved into its box. But, you know, you can sit in front of a, in a gamete enclosure and you can watch them run around and climb and just look at each other and they'll do the head bobs and, you know, the waves. They're just cool to watch and interact with them. They interact with each other. Um, the geckos, they're pretty cute. They don't do much during the day, but at night they're just, they're something else, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we go around, they're digging, they're flicking sand on themselves to cover themselves over and stuff like that. And I'm it's, not bagging out pythons because, yeah. you know, they, they sleep during the day. They're a whole different world at night as well, so. Don't don't take me as bagging pythons. No, I've kept every species besides Pilbara olives and Opinelli pythons or Owen Pellies. Yeah. And um, yeah, white lip pythons. So no. Do you, are you able to get those? Because I know they're legal in Queensland, but like, do you yourself have the license for them? Um, in Queensland, it's restricted. Yeah. Or recreational. Recreational is you begin a license beginner license um, which allows you to keep pretty much everything besides um, a lapids a couple other bits and pieces and you can only have two whether it be two green pythons or two womers or one of each yeah yeah so obviously keeping the uh, having a lapids I've got the restricted license so um, yeah I'm allowed to keep whatever really yeah no that's cool unless Unless they're under like a, a demo permit, I'm not too sure. Oh, yeah, okay, I yeah, yeah. I haven't looked into them at all, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, now, you've mentioned also that you keep a few venomous snakes. Um, Unfortunately, how do you, I think. How, <laughs> how do you find keeping them and what are sort of the, the challenges and benefits, do you think? One of the challenges is not getting bitten by them. Um, all mine are actually really, really good. Um, Fang has a go here and there, but um, another challenge is cleaning up their poo because their poo is something else compared to pythons. It stinks. It's disgusting. Um, benefit? Oh God, I nearly knocked you over. Um, one of the benefits, they're really active. Like, you know, I can sit in front of the coastal Taipan enclosure and she's, you know, going around climbing. They climb as well, which is really cool. Um, Stephen's bandage coming here at night, and, you know, cruising around and you know hanging down in the little exposition, waiting for something or whatever the case may be. Uh, yeah, they're really they're pretty enjoyable, you know. So having a mix, you know, coming in after a long day's work, you know, you might see the the diurnal animals cruising out, and you can come back in at night. You can see the nocturnal stuff, so it's great. Um, yeah. Uh, what was the, it was pros and cons of the lapids, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. No, that's, I think that sums it up pretty well. They're a bit, yeah. seem to be a bit more of a, not so much interactive, but more of a displayable sort of thing than a... Yeah, they are, until they kill all the plants in the cave. 
and then they start but, painting. <laughs> yeah, they paint all right. <laughs> oh, well, that's all right. Now, is there any animals that you don't currently have that you dream to keep, um, whether that be um, venomous or not, or native or not, um, or both, whatever? I might just go back to the, the last question quickly. Yep. Another pro with the lapids is like, especially with brown snakes, even you know, taipans and other bits and pieces, the locality variation is really big. You, know, you can get different colours, different patterns. Uh, then you get that with the pythons, but the lapids is just, it's just mind-blowing. So you could have 20 of one animal and they could all look you know, completely different, mm. which is another yep. big thing for me. As you know, I love locality. And yeah, just seeing stuff like that is pretty awesome. Yeah. But um, exotic snakes, I really like vipers. I like the blue yep. pit vipers. They're gorgeous. Um, Australian stuff, I don't know. I'd really like to keep them all. But yep. um, something I'd like to own, I like black palm monitors. Ah, uh, yep. Nice. Uh, emerald tree monitor. We'll go emerald tree monitor. <laughs> I think that's that. That's one of those ones that that's, since they yeah. yeah since they've come up in um or they've mm -hmm. become more publicised. I think everybody wants one now, don't they? Yeah, yeah. But then there's stuff like you know a marsh snake or a crown snake. They're mm. really cool little animals, and they're just you know because of what they eat, they're hard to get in captivity. There is people that have them. Killbacks are the same. I'd like kill killbacks. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just stuff like that. Basic stuff that you see in the wild all the time. You can't keep them because they're just pains in the asses to feed or keep, whatever the case may be. So, yeah. It's like the, um, the, the, the good old Burtons, the, the debate about whether you keep those or not because of how much of a pain they yeah. can be to get going. And look, they have been a struggle. I'll give you, I'll, yeah, they've been a struggle. But um, especially when you've got, you know, your, your roof's about eight foot tall and your foot four foot tall and the geckos are on the roof. You, it's hard to get them motherfuckers. So, um, yeah, that's probably my biggest dilemma with the geckos at the moment. I'm normally out there with a broom or a thong trying to get them off the wall. So, yeah. Uh, well, it's controlling your local gecko population at least. Oh, yeah, there's plenty of them. So. <laughs> now, you do also have a fish collection. Did, did you mind if I we talk a little do. bit about that too? No, yeah, yeah, so go for it. All right, so um, what do you have at the moment and what do you, is there anything that you want to get down the track? At the moment, I've only got a small American cichlid tank. Um, I sold the eight by two by two foot American cichlid tank because I've got no room here, which was really, really devastating because it was just, you know, just like, just one of the things I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, pardon me. I've got a mini reef tank, which is like two by one and a half by two foot. Well, no, one and a half by one and a half by two, with just some seahorses, clownfish and stuff like that. Um, they're not as hard as people think they are. Um, if you do your research, and they're actually really, really easy. Um, some may say, and even I, uh, they are sometimes easier than freshwater fish. Oh, okay. Uh, I do have, yeah. Um, 
and then I've got a little three by two by one and a half planted tank. Yeah, I think that's it at the moment. Nice. Now, what do you what do you find is the best part of keeping the fish? Is it just that it's something different as well, or is there more to it? I've always had fish. I think it's more like just me being an old man, kind of wanting to sit down in front of something and just watch them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just anything scaly seems to have my attention. So. Yeah. Fair enough. It's it's almost like therapeutic sitting there watching them, isn't it? Yeah, and a lot of people go, "Oh, they're boring. Why would you keep them?" But some of the American cichlids, like peacock bass, you know, you can hand feed these things or barramundi, and you're getting this massive. It's like going to Sea World. You can smash in the face by a bucket of water. So yeah, just I like them. Yeah. Um, something I want to keep would be you know um, arowana. I really really like the arowana. They're hard to get. There is the silvers, which are from um, America and the Amazon. I do, I don't know if you watch or if anyone watches um, King DIY. He's made a, I think it's a 12 foot by seven foot by four foot indoor pond. Yeah. And I plan on doing that with large American cichlids. And then I'd want to do another one with native turtles and native fish, which, um, yeah, is just that would another be cool. one of my great ideas that I will be very determined on getting done. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, no, eventually, no. eventually, um, Camp Kennan, if you watch him, I want to do like an Aussie version of him and I want to have like a large diversity of different species of snakes and lizards and turtles, maybe a crocodile if I can get there. So, um, yeah. No, that would be cool, definitely. Um, yeah. Now, we'll move on to... Uh, the YouTube side of things. Um, yes. What's that like and how did you kind of get into that and get involved with that? Well, a bit of a sad story, actually. My parents got divorced and I was just like in a rut. I was like, what do I do? What do I do? My mind was going crazy. And, you know, I just started work and I was buying lots of reptiles to try and take my mind off it and building heaps of enclosures, doing backgrounds. And I was like, hey, why don't I just start a YouTube channel? Um, I started one up called Nathan Chikuti and this is when I was like 12 and, you know, sounded like a little squeaky toy. And then I just lost the details to log in and I was like, I'll start a new one and Australian reptiles, no, Australian pythons and I can't even remember now. I can't even remember what I called the bloody thing. Australian pythons and other reptiles, I'm pretty sure it was. I only yeah. changed it like... Six months ago, and I can't even remember it. How bad's that? <laughs> but funny thing is, when I'm doing a video, I always say the old one. <laughs> Muscle but, uh, memory. <laughs> yeah. So then, yeah, just started doing you know enclosures and doing reptile room tours, and I got pretty big. And yeah, then I just kind of died in the ass, and then yeah, now I'm back trying to do two videos a week with work, with the collection and, you know, balancing a normal life. And it's pretty hard actually, you know, and um, I don't know, one of the, the, prompt, uh, the, the, you know, bad things, not bad things, I'm not going to say bad things, but it can get very draining, mm, yeah. um, ex especially like, you know, with work and that and 
you know, cleaning, feeding animals and people like, when's this video coming out? When's this video coming out? Why isn't this video out? And you're like, oh, man, I don't do this full time. If I did this full time, everything would be bang, bang, bang. Yeah. yeah. Editing, I do my own editing. I stayed up till I think it was 1am the night before the Reptile Room Tour came out on a work night, editing that stupid video. <laughs> so I can have it out because I know I promised you guys Wednesday and it didn't come out till Tuesday next week. And I just felt bad. And I was like, no, I've got to get this done. I've got to get this done. And, um, yeah. It's add, um, adding an extra element of uh, determination to it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, um, and yeah, how it is. Going on with that sort of figuring out what times work best and that sort of thing too. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I've tried to... Um, I've been starting to premiere, premiere my videos. My English is horrible, as you may know. Um, which is like just uploads the video and then it goes live on YouTube or whatever the hell it does. And then I was like, well, if it's coming on this time and then, you know, Americans are just going to bed, then the Americans get the shits with me because the video's mm. coming on when they're going to bed. And I'm just like, oh, my God, so what do I do? I, I don't know what to do. So oh, I'm just uploading videos whenever, whenever it's ready. <laughs> yeah. And then they just watch whenever they want to. <laughs> yeah. Just go to bed, man. Wake up in the morning, watch the video. It's all good. <laughs> so, um, yeah. All right. Well, if there is anything else that uh, you'd like to cover, um, that's everything uh, that I've got. All right. I've got wood getting cut on Tuesday for new enclosures. Yep. So we'll do some enclosure builds. I won't be doing any styrofoam building backgrounds because I'm over the styrofoam building backgrounds. It's just a long process. And for what it's worth, like the money I put into them, it's probably around the same price, if not cheaper, to probably just buy the backgrounds itself. Mm. Um, you know, it is enjoyable, but when you're doing as much as I've done, you know, it's just got over it. So, um, yeah, yeah. What else? I'm going to start a series called um, Australia's Deadliest. So I'm going to go through my venomous snakes and um, you know do what they're like in the wild. You know their venom, keeping them in captivity, bits and pieces like that. Yeah. So nice. we'll start from one going down. Um, yeah, probably more unboxing videos, reptile room videos. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I don't know. But we just gonna punch stuff out yes yeah, see whatever um, takes your fancy yeah um i'm always open to suggestions i want to do oh god i nearly did it again <laughs> um yeah just see how we go i'm more keen for next year when i'm in my own house and we can just start building this this dream of mine yeah um, of large enclosures awesome you know enclosures inside um yeah yeah, so, nice. Um, nice. Bet it. Now I do have one more question. That that yeah. background behind you, and the what backgrounds one, like that. The one with the see the corrugated iron and the wooden that. How yeah. do you how do you go about doing that? Just honestly, rough as guts, slap <laughs> it together, and it's just honestly. I think this took me like the thing that took the most was cutting wood into the, the, the sizes. And if you look here, it's just like, do, 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 do. <laughs> just slap it together. You know, I put the tin on, screw it to the wall, put some wood on there, screw it, do a little frame, 
put the sleepers on. I hang the chain, rusty old chain. Uh, your biggest thing is finding the corrugate iron. Like I try and get the rusty one for the rusty mm. look for the old yep. barn. Yeah. But um, yeah. No, that's good. That's it, really. All right. Well, thank you, Nathan, for your time today. Right. That's um, right. Thank a you chat. very much for having me. Now, where can the people listening follow what you're doing and your collection uh, and that sort of thing? YouTube's the probably personally the best one. You know, because you get to see the videos, you kind of get to see up close and interact more. Uh, you get to laugh at me, not speaking English properly, uh, possibly getting bitten, just me being funny. I, I think I'm funny. Um, so uh, that's Australian Reptiles and Aquariums. Yeah. Uh, Instagram is Australian Reptiles and N and Aquariums. And then... On Facebook at Australian Reptiles and Aquariums. So pretty, pretty much just, just search that up and you'll find it there. <laughs> search it up. So, um, All right. Yeah. We'll All reveal right. King Skinks and Merton's Water Monitors are coming Saturday afternoon. So we'll do the unboxing on them Sunday and, uh, we'll, yeah, should be good. Very nice. Stay tuned. Thank you for having the chat today, Nathan. I uh, really appreciate it. All right. Um, All right. No worries. Thank you very much. Thank you, those that are listening. I hope you enjoyed and have a good one. Thanks and goodbye.